You are listening to the Inspiring Stewards Podcast, where we talk to ordinary stewards through whom God is doing extraordinary things. This month, we head back across the Atlantic to Togo, Africa to meet Dr. Prosper Day. Dr. Day serves as the regional representative for AFCA, the African Council for Accreditation and Accountability. Dr. Day brings a unique perspective on the role of stewardship in the church both locally and around the world. I'm your host, Nathan Jones, and once again, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Inspiring Stewards Podcast. Dr. Day, thank you again for taking time to join me today. I've been looking forward to this conversation for some time. So let me ask you, tell us about your educational and your professional background. I have been schooling in Togo. I did literature, first of all, a bachelor degree, then a master degree, later on a doctorate degree in comparative literature. Um, in terms of professional background, I first worked as a French teacher at the grammar school level. Then later on, uh, I moved to publishing after the doctorate degree, and I worked in uh, Cameroon for eight years in a publishing house owned by the Protestant churches coming from Central and West Africa. Later on, I came back to Togo for almost one year. Then I moved to Kenya, where I worked with the All-Africa Conference of Churches in charge of ecumenical relations, in charge of research, in charge of publication, and also in charge of what is called the African Peer Review Mechanism. Later on, I moved to Togo, continuing working with the All-Africa Conference of Churches because the ACC has a regional office here in Togo, where I worked also for a certain number of years. Then I worked with the churches in Togo on a project aiming at promoting governance within the church, but also within the nation, so that the voice of the churches on the issues pertaining to governance can be heard. That was my last uh, post before retiring four years uh, ago. So I worked with the church for 34 years. I am a church worker. I must also say that, in fact, I have benefited from scholarship given by my church. So that is a bit of my background. That's wonderful. Tell us how you came to a personal relationship with Jesus and what impact that then had on your life. I was born in a Christian family. My grandfather was a pastor of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, which is my church. And my uncle was also a pastor. But I will say that my faith got strengthened later on, and I felt much closer to God uh, when mm. I was going through some challenges in my life, mm -hmm. especially when I lost my wife. It's ironically, I should say, gave me the chance to test God's love. That really strengthened my faith. Hmm. Thank you for sharing. I know that's hard. Seeing God's fingerprints in your life is a powerful thing for sure. Well, give us an overview of what your ministry looks like today. You're retired, you said, but I don't think you're sitting around bored. 
No. <laughs> I have remained uh, actively involved in church matters at national level with my church, bringing expertise, counseling, advice uh, to the leadership of the church, also training. At uh, continental level, I was uh, blessed to know African Council for Accreditation and Accountability, AFCA. I was approached by the founder, uh, Valentine Gitohu, mm. when she was uh, finding AFCA and looking for people coming from outside Kenya so that it is mm. an African organization instead of being a Kenyan national organization. That is how I got to know AFCA and uh, went to the first uh, meeting and uh, sat on the council which was given the task to pilot the organization at that stage. Later on, I was a board member of AFCA. And then uh, when there was the need to have a representative for Francophone Africa, I offered to step down from the board so that I can work as a regional representative and mm. uh, make AFCA better known in Francophone Africa. So I have been joining with AFCA since I think uh, 2013. Eh? So now I am the regional representative for Francophone Africa, trying to make AFCA known and trying to bring churches to get accredited. Dr. Day, how many countries make up that part of Africa, the Francophone region? The French-speaking countries in Africa are beyond 20, eh? but my scope okay. is okay. limited to five countries. Togo, of course, Benin, mm -hmm. Burkina Faso, Côte d'Ivoire, and mm -hmm. Cameroon. Okay. Those are the five countries I have been focusing. But mm -hmm. uh, whenever we organize webinars, uh, we have participants from other countries, uh, even from uh, Burundi, uh, DR Congo, Niger, Mali, Senegal, Madagascar. But in terms of work, I have been focusing on those five countries. What are one or two of the challenges that you have seen Africa be able to address that are maybe unique to that part of Africa, or maybe even more general in Africa, but you're seeing challenges in your area? I think that the, one of the most important challenges uh, churches have been facing, especially in Africa, is related to the issue of governance. How do the churches reflect stewardship? How do they reflect uh, the value incarnated in the gospel? How do they manage the good God has entrusted them? I think those are the issues the churches in Africa have been battling with. So this is the Inspiring Stewards podcast. How are you seeing the concept of stewardship play out maybe in your own life or what you've just described of how churches are even experiencing what that means to properly govern and manage what God has given them? First of all, in my personal life, I think there is a responsibility in terms of testimony. Does my life reflect Christian values? Honesty, love, forgiveness, reconciliation. When I go to the church level, how does the church 
reflect church actions, uh, decisions? How do they reflect justice? How do they reflect solidarity? Again, when it comes to management, does our management reflect Christian values? We all know that corruption exists even within the church. So how do we face those challenges? When I go to the level of the country, Christians are also citizens. Huh? So mm -hmm. I think they have a role to play in their countries. It is true that we have to pray, but I don't think that getting involved in activities are contrary to prayer. We have to pray, but we also have to act. Yeah. So how do Christian citizens participate in the building of the country in terms of defending human rights, in defending democracy, in terms of protecting people whose rights have been denied? How do we relate to our culture? When you read the manifesto of the Lausanne movement, the issue of culture was there. Missionaries came to us to bring us the gospel. That is right. But we have to question the way the gospel was brought. Yeah. In terms of respect of our own culture. As far as they don't antagonize the gospel, I think there is uh, something to do there. When I go to the African level or even at worldwide level, when we look at the relations between nations, what do we do? We just sit there, we just look at injustice. What do we do? We pray, okay. But can't we do more and go beyond prayer? Refugees around the world, what do we do? I think there are challenges there for us as Christians so that we make sure once again that the wealth given by God is well managed. It is not stolen by some people at the expense of others. Churches have something to do there. That's wonderful. A very full picture of what that looks like, where it starts with us and it leads to a global impact. So you've already shared a little bit about this, but the, the next question I want to ask is your observation on how God is at work in your local context and or globally? How are you seeing him in this unique time in history at work? At the local context, I have witnessed the expansion of the gospel, expressed by more and more people to embrace the gospel. Because they have been disappointed, they have been deceived by mm. ideologies, they have been deceived by philosophies, they have found themselves vulnerable and they realize that there is one single refuge, there is one single creator who can rescue them, which is God. Beyond the local level, I think we have also witnessed that expansion. You know, men thought they could rebuild the world like they want because of uh, technological uh, inventions. But we have realized that our technologies, our inventions do not resolve all the problems we have been facing. Contrary, they have even been part of the, the problems because we don't use those technologies in a good manner. We have been using them 
rather in a bad way. I think that the kind of belief uh, human beings had in the 20th century, in the 19th century, when they thought they were very powerful, eh? they could do everything. I think that with time, we have realized that we are very much vulnerable. We have to come back to God so that we can ask for the right direction so that we can really embrace Christian values and love yeah. each other. Because what does it mean to accumulate wealth? Huh? When you look at your country, when you have so many people who are rich, and you have also a large number of people who are poor. Okay, we can say that they have to fight. Huh? We should not be encouraging laziness. But when we go beyond can the church, can the human being show more solidarity towards those who are weak, those who are poor? When we read the gospel according to Paul, we are taught that people were sharing their goods. They used to bring together all what they have and they share according to the needs of everyone. I think that there is something there we can recall and revisit. Wonderful. Any final words, Dr. Day, you have for those listening today? My final word will be that um, we are not from this word, eh? rightly said, but for the time being, we are living here. We have the responsibility of trying our best to make this word function better as far as we can, and knowing that only grace will make us find salvation. Eh? We will not be saved because of the good actions we will have performed. But having said that, we have a responsibility to play. We have roles to play during our time of life before going to heaven. So I will personally encourage people to go beyond a kind of contemplative faith, eh? mm. pray, but also work, yeah. pray and act. Wonderful. Dr. Day, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Mr. John. It was a pleasure for me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Inspiring Stewards podcast, a production of Global Trust Partners. To learn more, visit gtp.org.